Hi, I'm Daphne Maxwell-Reed, and you are listening to Life Minute TV. One of television history's most beloved sitcom moms, Daphne Maxwell-Reed, otherwise known as Aunt Vivian on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, sat down with us virtually earlier this month. Acting and modeling at a very young age, she became one of the first African-American women to grace the cover of Glamour Mag. Today, Reed is a respected artist and designer and education activist. She filled us in on everything she's been up to, including The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion that aired on HBO Max last November. So let's get right into it. Um, just tell us about how you first got into acting, what kind of inspired you to get into acting or was it intentional or did it just kind of happen? It so happened. <laughs> it was an opportunity and I was prepared for it because I've been, my mother says, acting since I was three years old. <laughs> so um, I enjoyed it when I did it. I was modeling. I have um, done workshops Back in high school, I was with a group theater workshop that became the Negro Ensemble Company in New York. And it just one thing after another, and I was modeling, then I started doing commercials. And then somebody came to town in Chicago and said I'm, he was going to shoot a series there. And it was Robert Conrad. And he booked me for the series as a regular. So I got my foot in the door with just opportunity. But it was nothing that I was pining for all my life. I, I couldn't see how a Black woman could make a living doing that. So it wasn't on my agenda. But as fun, I was having fun. And as long as I was having fun, I was going to keep taking advantage of the opportunities. So that's what's happened. And uh, it's just gone on from there, opportunity after opportunity. What did you set out to do? What did you think you were going to be um, if you weren't A doing wife, that? a mother, a teacher. <laughs> and then by the time a freshman year in college was in the middle of it, I said, oh, no, I'm not going to be a teacher. <laughs> and I did have a wonderful boyfriend who I ended up marrying in college. And, and I did graduate pregnant, so I got my my MD, uh, my MR, as they said, my MRS, and I had a child and I continued modeling and the modeling kept offering opportunities to um, do more. And I was learning as I was going and enjoying the ride. And here I am. And you were the first woman, the African-American woman to be on the cover of Glamour. Tell us what that was like. It was a shock to me. <laughs> um, I had been modeling for about three years. I got discovered by Eileen Ford in New York uh, from a picture in Seventeen magazine. They used to have a January issue called the Real Girl Issue. And they would take girls who had achieved something in high school and feature them in the magazine. And when it was a large format magazine, it was a big thing. And I ended up with a whole page and um, it was from merit scholarship that I had won for college. And after that, Eileen Ford saw the picture and asked me if I would register with her and that she would want to book me on um, things. And she assigned a woman named Amy Green to be my, I guess, mentor. And I was in Chicago flying back and forth from school to New York doing editorials. And I flew back at one time and she said, oh, um, just 
sit on the window, put on this red coat and sit on the window and uh, just pull your hair over to the side and put on some lip gloss. And, and a man came, photographer came in and he took maybe, I don't know if he took a whole roll of pictures. And all they asked me to do was smile. And then I went back to school. And that fall, I was walking past the um, newsstand and I saw my face on the cover of Glamour. They had not told me. It was a lovely surprise. And of course, everyone knows you for your iconic role on The Fresh Prince. Uh, tell us about how you got that role and what that was like already uh, stepping on a show that was already established, kind of taking over that character. Um, taking over that character wasn't such a hard thing to do. I could just start from where I could start from. I didn't need to try to be like the first one. So I just brought my sensibilities and the chemistry that James and I had to that role. And it was, it was lovely because they were warm and, and open and very loving when I arrived there. Um, I had been on television for about 20 years before uh, Fresh Prince even got started and uh, had been finishing up on my third series, back-to-back -back series, when we, my husband and I decided to move to Virginia to get some rest. <laughs> and they asked me to come and read for a sitcom. And I said, okay, what is the sitcom? And they said, um, it's a young rapper. Uh, I'm going a sitcom with it. No, thank you very much. I'll pass on that. And I went to Virginia. And that fall when the shows aired, I looked at it. I said, what a cute show that was. I guess I missed that opportunity. But three years later, they called again and said, we want you to come and read for the role of Aunt Vivian. I said, you already have an Aunt Vivian. They said, well, we're thinking about casting again and I'm going I'll be there <laughs> and I went and auditioned probably for about two and a half weeks against about 200 people and James and I I guess had the chemistry that they wanted to see and they appreciated the work that I had done formerly on television and I got the job I was very happy what was that first day on set like frightening for me and it wasn't really the first day on set. It was the first time we got ready to shoot in front of the audience. I had never shot in front of a live audience before. So I really didn't know what to expect. Um, I knew that it had to do with timing and that you had to let, a, let something breathe so the audience could do their laughing that they needed to do and not step on your next line. So there were a few things that I knew I had to pay attention to. But as soon as I stepped out onto the um, stage to shoot the first shot, it was just like getting into a warm tub. It was very, very nice. <laughs> I bet the audience just gives you like tons of energy. It does, it does. And Will gives you energy before you even get to the audience. So it was quite a, <laughs> um, a rally before we go on stage, we would all meet in his room and there would be music and, and we would just hype up and we danced all the way down the halls. And then we got to the set and behind the scenes, we were playing musical instruments and just kind of jazzing up before the, and getting, keeping our energy up and it works. It worked beautifully. 
What are some of your favorite memories from doing the show? The people and sitting on the couch during rehearsal, listening to James give words of wisdom to the kids as we call them <laughs> and sharing things with them, working with a group of writers who allowed you to express what you thought um, was appropriate for your character or for our culture that they didn't understand. And we were able to express those things. That's not what usually happened. So I, it was a lovely working environment. But uh, some of the shows are very memorable to me, especially the first one. And uh, the one that uh, Ben Vereen starred in with us where um, he comes back as his father and then leaves again. And watching the growth of Will from that young rapper who didn't know how to act to somebody who could bring it was really lovely to see. Uh, do you have any funny memories? We laughed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we laughed a lot. We, we just always laughed. <laughs> it, was, it was a great environment. I don't think anything particularly, sometimes we'd get to a line and we couldn't get the line out because somebody started laughing and it would get contagious and it would just go on and on and on. And it, those were some funny times. Some of the things that Carlton did were extremely funny. And of course you guys had the reunion last year. What was that like? Oh, it was glorious. We've all been in touch with each other and seen each other over the years, but that was the first time we were all together in one place at the same time. And that was just absolutely joyful. And Will did a wonderful job. His production company set that up and it was very, very well done. We were, oh, it was, it was really a family reunion and we really all appreciated that. And now there's a, re a reboot coming to Peacock. What do you think of that? Well, I've seen it, it's streaming now. And yeah. it's really not a reboot. It's a retelling of the same story. And it's done in a dramatic fashion with some incredible actors. And it's beautifully shot. I was very impressed with the production values on the show and the, <clears throat> how well-rounded each of the characters were and telling the backstories of all of these characters that you grew up with. But it's like, oh, that's why they did that. Oh, that's where that came from things like that, it's, it's really lovely to watch. And then obviously people know you're an actress, but they don't know you also do photography and fashion. Can you tell us a little about all that? Well, I decided to become a photographic artist uh, when I was 60 years old. And that's because I've been traveling the world taking pictures of doors. And um, I found that doors are a metaphor for life and I like to, introduce people to what I see around the world in texture, color, craftsmanship, and in noticing the details of one's life that makes our life's journey very rich. So uh, I, two girlfriends that I was working with said, you keep showing us these pictures from all over the world. Why don't you do a gallery show? And I'm like, no, you got to be an artist to do that. They said, then be an artist. <laughs> and so I woke up on my 60th birthday and said, I am a photographic artist. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, 
And the journey that I've taken with the photographs has just been very rewarding. I've um, published four books on the doors that I've taken around the world and then learned publishing in the meantime, learned how to do layouts of books on my computer. And all I do is send my file to the printer and I'm a publisher, I'm a marketer. I learn as, as I take on a new task. I wanna know everything about it and how to do it. And I wanna do it myself. So um, it's been a great journey. And I've been sewing since I was nine or 10 years old. My mother was a seamstress and I've always made my own clothes. And about 10 years ago, I made a silk um, brocade Chinese style jacket, I call a topper. And every time I wore one, people stopped me in the street and say, where did you get that? And I said, I made that. And they said, would you make me one? And I said, no. <laughs> And my husband was doing a fundraiser for his institute and asked me to do a line of them for his fashion show. And I did, and a business was sprung out of that. So I custom make these coats and have been having a really good time with that as well. And you even displayed at Fashion Week before, correct? Yes, in New York and oh, various places. It, it, it's all a blur when you keep doing it. <laughs> But I just keep going, keep going. What's your advice for women, you know, who want to start something new, embark on something new, and they're kind of hesitant to do that? Hesitation gets you nowhere. <laughs> jump off the cliff. <laughs> I encourage anybody to jump into it and to find out how to do it. And when you see how easy it is to do one step at a time, then you all the fear and hesitation is gone. So just do it, pursue it, talk about it, investigate it, and then do it. Don't just mull it over because that's going nowhere. And you look gorgeous. Do you have oh, any beauty you. secrets? Yes, wash your face. <laughs> <laughs> Start taking care of yourself when you're in your 20s. Um, I've got my granddaughter's a freshman at college this year and she's nearby. So we're starting all sorts of routines that I'm trying to get her to pay attention to the self. Because you've been, when you're at home, your parents are paying attention to yourself. And it's time for you to think about what's best for yourself in the long run. So I'm encouraging face washing, facials, things that you can do yourself. I mean, when I was growing up, a facial was mayonnaise on your face. I mean, there's lots of ways to do things that don't entail spending $100 to go to a shop to do it. But there's lots going on in the fashion and beauty world now. I don't encourage people to wear a lot of makeup in real life. I think it's more natural look, I hope is coming back soon. And uh, this less made up baby doll face that people wear all the time. Well, what do you do on a special occasion? <laughs> you take it all off? I, just, I don't get it. So um, I don't think that I would 
I don't promulgate putting on all those colors and play with it on a Saturday with your friends, but don't, don't make a lifestyle out of it. Are there any fashion trends that you love right now? Hmm. I think getting back to big extended shoulders like they did in the 70s and they did in the 40s. <laughs> I like that look because it makes you look like you have a small waist. And I like that. I, I'm hoping that that kind of military look that we had in the 70s and in the 40s comes back again. It's all cyclical. So whatever's next is next. <laughs> and is there any fashion trends that you wore before that you look back and you're just like, nope, never again. <laughs> <laughs> um, not me particularly, because I've been making my own clothes forever. So I never did anything extreme or trendy. I do, I dressed more classically all along the way. Um, what I hope goes away is the thought that people should get on an airplane in tights <laughs> and displaying every part of their body that I'm really not interested in seeing and bring a little more class to travel like we used to have back in the 60s and 70s and 80s. I hope that the trend toward every day and every place is for casual wear kind of changes a little bit. People start dressing up to go to the theater or to the movies or to the ballet, coming in jeans and slouch wears, it's disappointing. <laughs> and then of course your husband, Tim Reed, he's also in the industry. What was that like having a partner, you know, you could relate to? And... Well, I guess it's okay since we've been together <laughs> about 40 years. <laughs> I think it worked out pretty well. Um, there, we did a lot of television together. We did a lot of producing together. We built a studio together. And um, after we sold the studio, I said, okay, you're on your own. I'm going in this direction. <laughs> you, you do whatever you want to do. <laughs> you, you work it out. I mean, a partnership is not something that comes naturally. You have to work on it. And you have to understand uh, each other's goals and allow each person to grow in the direction that they need to grow in. There's no such thing as just doing whatever they want to do. It's everybody's equal in a relationship or they should be. And what's your best tip for a long lasting marriage? Uh, honesty, integrity and respect. If you respect somebody, you don't go there as they say. <laughs> you don't tear them down um you keep your ego out of it you keep you can be emotional but have a basis for your emotional and be fair talk about it work it out it's easy to quit you don't learn anything when you quit so grow with it if you want to commit yourself to this person understand what commitment is and understand that each of you needs to let each other grow. He has the Legacy of People Network. Yes. Coming out, can you tell us a little about that? 
lgcy.tv is his uh, network that he's a streaming network that he's setting up now with Tiki Live. Uh, that's the platform that they're on. And he's been making content for 45 years. And this is a place where he can show his documentaries and he can uh, show the documentaries from all the students that he's taught around the world and what creative things they have come up with sharing the, I guess all of the lifestyle and the news and views and culture that is part of the African diaspora all around the world. So it's the one place where you can go and get all of this rich cultural diversity. What's next for you? Let's see, another interview today. <laughs> I don't plan. I, I'm, I'm making tote bags right now from the photos that I took around the world. I took them, the photos and made a fabric, had it printed and I'm creating beautiful tote bags that I'm doing a limited edition of. So I'm selling those and I'll probably create another card, note card collection. And then I'm still selling my cookbook and talking about my cookbook, Grace Soul and Motherwit, which is basically a mini memoir of my life and the people that I've met along my journey. What's your ultimate go-to recipe? Let's see. I always go to my mother's waffles. It's called Rosalie's Waffles. <laughs> and I was there Sunday. <laughs> is there anything special about them? Yes. You separate the eggs and you beat the egg whites separately. And then you fold them in and you get a light, crispy waffle. And you get to experiment with what you put in the batter. I added from my mother's recipe, I added orange peel and Grand Marnier, <laughs> but you can add lots of different things. Just, um, it's a creative basic recipe. Are there any roles like acting roles that you would love to do that you haven't yet? Like, is there some kind of role that you still love to play? No, I've, I've done crazy wild women and I've done <laughs> straight sober women. <laughs> I like doing any role that they offer me and finding something interesting in the person. So I'm up for whatever. I, I don't like to plan those kinds of things. Uh, life has been good to me in allowing it to happen and to go along with the journey and to just enjoy the ride. And do you have a favorite character you played, favorite role? I think one of my favorites, which a lot of people didn't see, but uh, we did a show for Showtime called Lynx that was about a bar and it was starring Pam Greer and a lot of other folks. And I played a hooker named Eartha. I had the best time playing that role. And uh, my husband says that it was some of my best acting. And I asked him, well, acting, I wasn't acting. <laughs> So that was fun. I like that rule. How do you guys keep in touch? Do you we guys text, we visit, we go to comic cons together. We used to travel together. We meet up places for lunch. I, we, any kind of way. I mean, we've been to weddings and sadly funerals and and lots of occasions. We celebrate occasions and successes of each person. So it's been exciting. 
watching their families grow and being part of that is, is just an extended family. And since we're Life Minute TV, what's your best piece of advice for life? For life, pay attention to the details in your journey, not just the accomplishment of getting from A to B, but the journey along the way, all of the details add to the richness of your life. And don't let the successes go to your head and don't let the failures go to your heart. How's that? That's perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's great talking to you. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Yep, you too. To see more of this interview, visit our website, lifeminute.tv. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Life Minute TV.